Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows, or at least it was, because we're never doing this again. So, nonetheless, thanks for coming with us. It is, in fact, our last recording. We've got Adam, we have Rhiannon, we have myself, and we are here uh, to record 250, and then we're also going to do, I think, our Patreon annual bonus episode as well. So, So that might get cut up in weird ways, but first of all... One last time, guys. How are you doing? We having a good week. We uh, we feeling good. Doing good. Going into a long, a holiday weekend. President's Day. I mean, who knows when this will go out? But they should just right. move President's Day to the weekend, the the Sunday or the Monday after the Super Bowl. Correct? Like, wouldn't that just that, make everyone happy? Oh, that's a really good idea. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because that day was hard. The game goes into overtime, you get to bed a little late, your stomach is full of things that tasted really good, but now we're giving you heartburn, and then you got to wake up and work the next day, it's the worst. Exactly. Figure we'll start, we can talk a little bit news, you know, we always talk news. Uh, The big news is we have a, well, two big pieces of news. First, we got a trailer for uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. Adam, is this uh are we seeing the resurrection of your interest in Marvel a little bit? Like does this look good? Yeah, it's not because of Deadpool, no. It's more uh, cuz of the Echo and Dirt. I don't I was very I'm still pretty warm about the the whole thing. I don't know what I expect. Deadpool is, you know, for like certain people, you know. <laughs> I thought you were one of those people though. <laughs> no, I've never really been a huge Deadpool guy. Um I don't know, just it's it's like the same stuff over and over and over. And uh nothing in the trailer really stood out. We got Pyro. Um for all five Pyro fans that liked X2. Um outside of that, man, yeah, it's looks good. I mean, it looks some Marvel Studiosified. Rhiannon, any thoughts on the Deadpool trailer? So I like Deadpool. Um, the trailer. Uh, back to not being excited by this trailer. Like, it was really exciting to be like, oh, "Deadpool's back," and it's a dirty joke in the Super Bowl trailer. I'm cautiously excited. How about that? I'm more nervous that they like tried to keep filming after the writer's strike, which was like the original, like, I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure it will nail the landing, but um, I did completely forget. Like I was watching it and I was like, I guess there was a rumor like years ago that it was going to have the TVA that, the TVA was going to be involved in Deadpool, but completely forgot about that. Um, if we ever did actually hear it at this point, like it's such a blur. Like there's so many of these things in production right now that it's like rumors came out about them two years ago. And, you know, like what even was it? So, um, we have a Deadpool trailer. I would have been more excited if we actually saw Wolverine and we got, to like yeah have a little bit of them together they're trying to hold it back a little bit right i think to to keep the hype machine you know which is weird because his name is in like in the movie it's just as much his movie but and we've seen the set photos online for a few months now 
yeah like i i don't like his silhouette isn't enough for me i want to see i yeah i mean i hope the next trailer has more of him in it but um yeah it was exciting if so he's gonna be the marvel jesus i'm really excited for him being i mean that's I think that was like my one request to this movie is that they just break the fourth wall and explain how they're doing the Disney Fox merger and the characters all coming together and where they are. And I, I'm still very excited about that because that looks like that's what this movie is going to be. It's just sort of, you know, breaking the fourth wall, explaining how the two universes are going to collide. The end. What's really interesting to me is I think I've said many times on the podcast, I don't love Deadpool's humor. Like, I find it to be a bit, you know, junior high. The weird thing, though, is um, I have enough of an anti-establishment, like, bend in me that while I don't love, like, oh, Deadpool said a dirty word jokes, the Deadpool said a dirty word and it makes Disney uncomfortable, those jokes I find very funny. It's a little bit like when John Oliver pokes Warner Brothers or HBO on, you know, This Week Tonight. Uh, and so there is something I love about Ryan Reynolds seeing how far he can push Mickey Mouse before Mickey Mouse feels the need to censor him. And so watching him flirt that line, I think, is something I'm actually going to get a kick out of, despite not generally liking his humor. Uh, we did get little clues. I mean, there was a Doctor Doom comic somewhere floating around. The 20th Century Fox logo is there. It looks like he's in the the forest from Age of Ultron. Um, are you just expecting this to be a million cameos? Uh, are you excited about the idea of it being a million cameos? I mean, Rhiannon, I agree with you that I think making clear what's happening with the Fox universe will be nice. But, um, you know, whether that makes a good movie or not, I'm not sure. But I, th- I mean, I think Marvel seems to think it will based on how much they're kind of putting their chips into this, you know, this this thing. Yeah, I mean, the past two movies, they've managed to make them good. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I I feel like they've managed, um, and Ryan Reynolds had a whole lot to do with that. So he's still involved. There was a quote when they were trying to make this happen about, from Kevin Feige, about Ryan Reynolds being tough to deal, you know, like that the, he was pushing hard or something like that. There was some quote about how he was pushing to have the movie be what he wanted it to be. Um, so I think I I have faith that it'll turn out to be a good movie. I, at this point would just like a better trailer. And I mean, I, I feel like they, they had a certain narrative for that trailer and they gave it to us. So let's see what the movie really is. Well, I also think, to my comment just a minute ago, in a way, having a trailer that was mostly about Deadpool and Deadpool's life and picking back up his storyline, to me, is a little encouraging. Like, if it's just going to be a cameo fest, then the trailer could have just been a cameo fest. But instead, they were like, no, we're legitimately making a third movie to finish out his storyline. We're going to connect this to his relationships and his life. It seems that him and Vanessa have some kind of story going on about something going on in their relationship. Like anytime it seems like this is actually the story of a character and not just a marketing gimmick, that's good. And I think we did get that out of this trailer to some degree. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about news wise? Adam, you mentioned, I mean, there's rumors that Blade's slowing down, but I, 
I don't even know if those are true or not, but uh, who cares at this point? Everyone's worried that they're going to lose Mahershala. And if they do, I doubt that the movie even happens at all. So at this rate, um, I would guess they're going to delay it as long as need be until he's impressed with the script because it seems like he's kind of taken a Ryan Reynolds type role in this where he's far more than just an actor. Um, plus there's, I think Blade kind of sort of needs to happen for what they want to do with the uh, other horror type stuff in the in the MCU. including Midnight Suns and whatever else in their plans. All right, cool. Well, that's news. So let's get into uh, our main conversation. This is our last episode, 250. Um, and I thought we would look back a little bit. Um, I have something to kind of kick us off. Hopefully it'll help. Um, we got a nice message from Matt Turner, also known as Matt Turner Toad, our Australian friend from Perth. And uh, he was asking one last question for the pod. And I thought it'd be a place we could start. He would love to hear the favorite three Marvel shows or movies that we have all time. And I thought that'd be a good way to look back. Like what has been our favorite stuff kind of to cover, so to speak. So either of you, if you've got one, I mean, I think I have a guess about Rian and what one of yours would be, right? I mean, obviously Daredevil is what brought me here. It, it continued to get better through the seasons um so i mean obviously that's my top my very top daredevil season three if i had to pick of like all the seasons um so that's that's easy for the first um do we want to do one and go through or do yeah, we sure that's good that's that's one okay adam do you got one that comes the to first mind that, yeah the first that comes to mind is werewolf by night Um, just oh, yeah. because I love the universal monsters and spooky monsters, I've pretty much stopped uh, collecting any sort of comics besides like these types. I'm showing like the Vault of Horror and weird science, oh, weird science, monster stuff, meltdown presses, house of, house of haunts, that type of stuff, you know. Um. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was it's probably the most different thing Marvel's ever done. Um, you know, obviously the way it was shot, the filmmakers they had behind it, and um and the content within, you know. Um, so that's that's the first thing I think um I probably like most. Yeah. Um, I'm I don't know if I I might not totally answer this in the spirit it was asked, but You know, like some of my favorite stuff is everybody's favorite stuff. Like I loved Infinity War and Endgame and all that kind of stuff. But um, I feel like something that's particularly dear to my heart and what we've done on the pod would be just Miss Marvel. Because um, I think we've always tried to be a pod that, um, you know, we say if we like stuff and we say if we don't, if we don't. But um, I don't know. I think we have three decent people on this pod. and We don't poop on stuff just because it is not... Uh, in our ideological sphere or whatever. And so Miss Marvel, I think it always excited me. It was always something I liked. Um, I've always said that for me, um, it's a family that in some ways is nothing like my family, but it's other ways it felt like the way I grew up. And so that was always special. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys remember this. We used to do, 
a thing very early on in the pod where every week one of us tried to like pitch an idea for a TV show or a movie, like something that Marvel should make next. And we did that like for four episodes and then we ran out of ideas. Um, <laughs> but my first one was a Miss Marvel TV show. And I wanted it to be um, Amy Sherman Palladino. I think her name is the, the Gilmore girls. lady. Oh, really? Okay. Lady. I thought she would do a great job with the dialogue. I thought she had done a similar character with um, Lane on uh, Gilmore Girls, you know, a, a child of immigrants who um, had a really conservative family that didn't let her do certain things. And uh, so anyway, so, first uh, first episode, I think I had that pitch, you know, I have to cut you off there. Are you a Jess or Dean guy? Oh, Logan. Logan's the best one. No way. He's yeah. not even, I'll have to tell Kels. She's right out there. Kelsey, <laughs> come here. <laughs> to be fair, she, I only watched the show like... because my wife has watched it 8,000 times. It's not my particularly my favorite, but okay. that's her comfort show. Caleb's a Logan guy out of Jess Dean or Logan. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible he, choice. He expands her horizons, he lets her be free, you know, ex- and not. And not pigeonhole her into a little town like the one guy, and he's also not a jerk like the other guy. So he's not a jerk like the other guy. But he's not a good influence. Yeah, but that's what she needs. She's too uptight as it, as it is. He She's needed somebody to, to loosen her up. That's a true. Okay, enough about that's Gilmore true. Girls. Go back to work. <laughs> cool. I did not expect our last episode to be Gilmore Girls News Desk. That's awesome. Yeah, here's the baby. Oh yay! For Aww. people who can't see online, it's um the picture of <laughs> blurry a stomach. Baby. <laughs> blurry baby. It's so blurring out it... of our wood paneling in the dungeon here at the shop. If it's a boy, it's named Caleb. If it's a girl, you name it Rihanna. Oh, it's so perfect, Adam. <laughs> Making the decision easy. For well, you. we already picked the name. Do you guys want to know the name? <laughs> Not if you don't want to. Is it Caleb or Rihanna? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, Rand? Really? Yeah. So it worked out good because my dad's name's Randy. Um. Do I need to I'm cut that out of the uh, video before I put it on? No, that's fine. I don't care. Do you care? <laughs> if they, there's like three people that watch the, the video. There's like two Patreons. Yeah. No, it's good. It's all good. People so, find out in two months. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, that was weeks under ten weeks. I don't know what I'm gonna do, dude. It's crazy. Oh my gosh! Sleep all you can, man. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Also, go out to dinner. Like going out to eat sucks for a while. The one, the best part about working for a media conglomerate is twelve weeks paternity leave. Whoa! Wow! Yeah. So, man, you're like living like the rest of the planet. Yeah, it's crazy. And Kelsey gets zero. So, Ugh. you know, America. America. Anyways, back to Marvel stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, we each said That's one. Most, uh, yeah. Okay. Rhiannon, do you have another one? Uh, sure. Um, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> no. Adam, don't oh forget. God. I believe her review of Love and Thunder was it just made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, no, Ragnarok was definitely I, I've gone back and watched and rewatched. I've used that movie to introduce people to the universe. Um it's just fun and I enjoy it. And I it's on my top three. So, Adam. Adam. Keeping in vain with Werewolf by Night, I have to go with Doctor Strange too. Um I didn't know what to expect. Um and it came in over any expectations. Again, it's it's something Marvel Studios didn't hadn't done before. Uh Sam Raimi, I love most of the movies he's ever done. Uh Drag Me to Hell's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um by the way, which you guys should watch. It's not full on horror. I mean, it's a horror movie, but he has his Sam Raimi comedy and stuff into it. Um hopefully for some madness, man. I always keep going back to like the demon cape. That demon cape uh is the moment I'm like, man, if the Marvel Cinematic Universe was this type of stuff, I would be I would be the biggest supporter of it. Um we got not Shumagorath in it, so that was cool. What do they even call that thing? Gargantos or something like that? Uh, yeah, Gargantos, I think is what it was called. Um, yeah, man, I, I love that movie. It's, you know, it's standard Marvel fare with a little oomph, you know? Yeah. So, again, this is not like one of my three favorite things that came out, but when I talk about the podcast, uh, Runaways still has a kind of special place in my heart just mm-hmm. because Rihanna and I got to talk to the whole cast of Runaways. I mean, we got to meet legit Hollywood actors. Uh, one of them was a diva who specified we were not allowed to take a picture of them. Do you remember that? Yes. yes. Which I one don't was remember that? his name, but you know. Um, yeah. uh, he was the most famous one, the one that played Chase. Yeah, I, I I remember. I mean, like I can see a mental picture of him, and I know he was the one that played Chase. But I mean, maybe he is a super famous actor now. He had been he just... been in Supernatural or something else, hadn't he? Like or a Disney show or I don't something. Don't think he's been in anything. But when he came to the table, they were like, just so you know, um, please no photos of Mr. So-and-so. Yeah. They were like, and he came in and, you know, he looked better than I did. That's for sure. You know, like <laughs> he was already a Hollywood type, but I guess he was concerned about his hair that morning. But no, we got to meet Jeff Loeb that way. You know, it was the one time we got to sit down with Jeff Loeb. And um, and I got to go to the the night they sort of premiered the episode, right, for the big ballroom and – it was fantastic and everybody was excited. I've never been able to do like the hall H thing, but that's as close as I came was like experiencing something that was good when it started and that everybody was into, and we got to talk to the cast. Um, and it's a property I really love. Um, you know, Brian K. Vaughn is one of my faves. He's one of the few people that I read almost everything he's ever written, um, in comic books. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Lost was always one that was, as far as things that I loved covering on the show, that would be one of them for me, too. I mean, those Jeff Loeb panels in general, back in the Marvel TV days, those, I mean, Jeff Loeb has, um, you know, there's been some problematic things about him since then, and perhaps what was going behind the scenes. Like, I mean, I the Iron Fist panel was my first big comic-con panel 
Like I stood in line. I got in line for that at 3 a.m. Shelby and I went. We got in line for that at 3 a.m. We were so psyched. Like the energy in that room. I think that was the first time that all of the defenders stood on stage together. Um, like Jeff Loeb was really good at those panels um, in his own little Jeff Loeb way. And but I have so many memories of this, like seeing the Defenders first episode. I saw that in Hall H, um, not the Saturday Hall H that you have to camp out for two days for, but um, the Friday one. And it was just there is nothing better than being in a room with 5000 people that are excited about something being excited about it. So can I make those my number three? Sure. Just- yeah. The, the Jeff Loeb panels of the olden days. <laughs> Adam, do you have a third thing you enjoyed along the way? Ugh. See, that's the thing. I mean, if if I thought about it, I don't know which three. I'd, I know I'd probably definitely choose. See, I don't know, man. The third one, I want to say Guardians 3. Um, I think it's the best Guardians movie. Um, and it's definitely in my top five. I'm not sure if it's in my top three. Um, but I also want to say something like Cloak and Dagger, which is like I think super oh. underrated, and I really, really liked that show. Um, and then Iron Fist season two, I loved because it actually got into the Iron Th- Fist mythos. Um, so I don't know. I guess um, I, I would probably say my gut would say probably Guardians three. It's I mean I have zero criticisms of it. I think. Yeah, I I would put, I mean, I guess the third, my favorite Marvel thing ever made was Infinity War. And the podcast around that time was fun. I think a little bit about how like Captain Marvel made a billion dollars and Ant-Man and the Wasp made like five or six hundred million just because they were close to it. And frankly, our podcast was kind of like that. Like when you look at the number of people that are listening to our podcast back when we still kept track, um, we kind of blew up a little bit for us anyways during Infinity War. Because everyone was just so crazy excited about Infinity War and wanted to be involved. And there's so much speculation. I don't know if you guys remember us doing the uh, the death pool, you know, where we tried yeah. to move, like who would die in Infinity War. Um, and I remember I remember walking into the theater or walking because our theater is in a mall. So I remember walking through the food court of the mall. And it, everybody at every table was talking about Infinity War. Like, I literally had to, like, cover my ears to walk through. <laughs> and so just the peak, the peak sort of Marvel saturation that happened for that year there between Infinity War and Endgame was uh, was kind of amazing. And it was just fun to be a little part of it. We were still working with Charles on the Road to Infinity War Supercut, you know, that we were, like, laying out and trying to build our YouTube channel that way. I don't know. It was it, it was fun. I think to to be part of Marvel stuff then, before the pandemic, then completely deflated that balloon. But <laughs> I think a close runner up to add to the list would be going to Adam's wedding. That was yeah, fun. yeah, that happened. Well, I was gonna. So that was gonna be <laughs> kind of my next question. Outside of the properties and the coverage, what did you? What have you enjoyed most about doing the pod? I think Adam's wedding is definitely a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why else would I have gone to Iowa? True. I have a well, bunch of friends that evidently have spent a lot of time in Iowa because of floods in like 2006 or something, but 2008. 
it's it's uh it's unique because i think both of our like favorite wedding gifts are the two gifts you got us because kelsey adores uh those comics caleb and i drink out of nothing besides the josie's glass <laughs> so uh That's awesome. I love that. yeah she always says where are those comics <laughs> but yeah, for yeah for you listeners that don't know, I I bought a couple of famous wedding comics for Adam and Rihanna yeah this year. Or, or Adam and Rihanna. Adam yeah and Kelsey. but Oh. bye i love you But yeah, that was um I, that was super fun. It was nice because Rihanna and, and my wife and I got to ride out all the way from Chicago to Iowa and Wedding was fun. It was the only time the three of us have been together. Uh, and, you know, for me, I've enjoyed the Comic-Cons. Uh, Rihanna and I met up now two or three times in New York. And it's it's always fun to be there. And, uh, you know, the, the little part, the Marvel News Desk slash Save Daredevil parties that we've had and getting to meet some of Rhiannon's friends and, uh, uh, you know, sleeping on Rhiannon's couch. I don't know. It was... that That stuff was always fun. I also remember... us in that hotel um like breakfast like nook or whatever trying to record a podcast and they had to clean oh all my the gosh do you remember this yes like we snuck down to the basement breakfast area thing yeah and they were cleaning all the glasses so that was the worst audio we ever had on the pod it was like saran and clank 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 what did you think of agents of she clank 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 you know like it was it was terrible we were not good recording on on on, on site at all no No, but it was fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, what we've always said, and I think it's true, um, we were never good at, like, turning the podcast into a big deal or getting sponsors or getting tons of listeners. But for us, we always did it because we enjoyed talking to each other. And so uh, I would say if you want to do a podcast and enjoy it, just find people you like talking to and just keep doing it. And if other people listen, cool, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we did have uh, like advertising requests and stuff. I haven't checked that email box in years since we set it up. We could be thousand heirs if we had We, just lived yeah. a thousand there. Who knows? Maybe there are all sorts of like junket invites and Yeah, Adam. personal press messages stuff. from Kevin Feige. To be fair, I had an email too that I've not checked in years. So, Yeah, but I don't think so. They Disney has ways of finding you if they want so so this is maybe a weird question. Uh, screeners, cool or not cool to get screeners? cool if you get them not cool if you don't have access Okay. yeah the few times that we had them i mean i i mean i can't remember if we had them or if people had shared them with There's a couple of times us <laughs> like we got we got them a couple times from Netflix, I think, or Freeform. yeah I think Freeform is the one that gave your us freeform the was really good and so was hulu with runaways pretty much marvel television and then studios came along and Killed it all. Because my yeah kind of hot take is that screener, people think getting screeners is cool. I don't like screeners because what you don't realize is it's super secure. So you're nervous the whole time that someone's going to like hack in and steal yours and you're going to get in trouble. Then like your name, like 
mine was like Caleb Borchers and it like bounced around the screen, yeah. sort of like the old like DVD, um, like the old DVD players that had like the DVD logo that would bounce like Pong, you know, around on your screen. Your name is doing that the whole time you're trying to watch the show. It's usually within a weird web browser thing that you have to try to then connect to your TV if you don't watch it on your computer. Mm-hmm. And then if you really love the show, oh, good. I get to sit on it and get bored of it before I get to talk to my friends in a month about it. Like, I don't know. I didn't think it was that cool. In the end, I stopped really caring mm-hmm. about getting them because I just liked watching it when everybody else got to watch it, you know? The uh, the only, like, major advancement has been from uh, Netflix because now Netflix screeners are actually through netflix the app so you can like pull it up on your phone and it's like a new thing you know how it's like continue watching it says preview screeners uh but it's like it's such a nightmare man that's the other thing it's i I always compare it to um like starting out comic book when i got like assigned a comic review really early on i think it was like jeff lemire and kim jacinto's century which was 16 or 17 i think um, and I'm like, oh man, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I despise like doing comic reviews now. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool and stuff. But that's the thing. I'm the busiest I've ever been in my life. So, like, the Bad Batch, I haven't even seen the Bad Batch yet. And that's been in my inbox for a month now or something, you know? But, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. It, the the one thing that has been nice getting stuff early every once in a while one of our friends maybe Adam even will tell us something a little bit before the rest of the world finds out you know so uh, I won't say anything but I remember there was one particular event where a couple shows were announced that I was really excited about and like Adam hit our uh, our at the time Slack chat with like hey tonight they're gonna announce these three things and I only found out like an hour before everything else. But I remember eating my dinner and looking around like, ooh, all of these idiots don't know what I know. Uh, That was always fun, you know. It was kind of nice being on the inside of that stuff. Yep. And well, and I I mean, but it has its ups and its downs. Like, will I have any surprises in Daredevil Born Again? Because so many folks have reached out assuming I already know things. (laughs) And telling me those things inadvertently, assuming I already know them. And like I don't know, I'd like a surprise. Hey, remember that, who remember that one guy that spoiled you in the uh, MCU X days? What was that? Was that Defenders? No. Or what was that? It was Luke Kate. So I don't even remember his name. There was a guy on MCU Exchange. I think he wrote like four articles before he was gone. He was really annoying. And one day he just like, he like DM'd me like six hours after Luke Cage came out. It was like, dude, can't believe Diamond or uh, not. What was his name? Cottonmouth. 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 Dude, can't believe Cottonmouth died, huh? And I was like, <laughs> like, what the heck? What's wrong with you? He was like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I send you a Funko Pop or something to make up for it? And I'm like, no, that's just weird. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, that was bizarre. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Rihanna, what has it been like? I got people about find this interesting. Like looking back at it, has it been fun for you to know famous people? Adam, you too. I mean, you talking to Vincent about stuff. Like Yeah, Adam's like besties with Vincent. I'm he just probably knows more famous people than you do now. So. Charlie's number one stalker. Um 
but has it been? I mean, people always talk about like, don't meet your heroes. Or a lot of times, sometimes you meet somebody famous and they're kind of a jerk. Do you find that the famous people you've met have improved your liking of the shows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, especially Charlie Cox. Like, I do not know. I have not seen any stories of anybody being disappointed at meeting Charlie. Um, he. I've seen him in all states of exhausted and in a hurry and, you know, for, for our listeners, is this because this he's is running away from you, or is this... right? <laughs> <laughs> because he's running from you. No, just kidding. <laughs> is this our public podcast or is this like our Patreon one? Um, the public one right now, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Eat them right. want. Um, no, it, I, I, yeah, I mean, so. I, I've seen him in all states and like even when like I knew for a fact he was in a hurry to do something like he stops and he says like hello and like gives you a smile and I mean he's an actor so he's really good at that but I, I he didn't have to you know um, I, I don't know anybody that's had an interaction with him that has been negative um, so in that I mean in that one case meet your hero yes 100% um i I'll, most of the people that i have met associated with daredevil it has been nothing but positive i mean saved daredevil would have given up very early had we not been surrounded by fabulous people you know if if whenever we had those interactions they hadn't been anything but positive um you know there's there's nobody the the closest thing to a not positive interaction would be somebody just not responding or, you know, not engaging, which cool, you know, like very early on, some folks were like, I have to mentally, you know, this is over. I have to mentally move on. And, but it was never negative and it was never like, look at these dumb people doing this stuff. You know, it, um, everybody associated with that and that we interacted with were incredibly positive um kind of yeah i yeah there's like if we look back on the save daredevil thing overall like the show came back we got vincent we got charlie we got deborah and wool and eldon henson we're getting foggy and kieran we're getting wilson bethel we're getting like so much that we never imagined getting but there are still side characters that you know there is no confirmation that they're in it and stuff and it does feel you know like those have been actually some of our biggest supporters through the years um and we've always sort of had a mindset of once we reach our goal we're not going you know we're not going to ask for more you know they gave us a show they're giving us so much of what we asked for we're not going to ask for more we don't want to be greedy or entitled but I think there is a little bit of a sting that we haven't, you know, that like we're not jumping back into it for some of these side characters that that have been some of our biggest supporters throughout the c- campaign. Um, but all of them have been just amazingly nice people throughout the campaign. Um, all of all of the folks that we've met. Yeah. So I mean, so for most of my part, meet your heroes. If your heroes are in Daredevil, meet them. I was just thinking, is it Royce Johnson? Is that his name? We, we had him on the show too, right? Um, oh, 
Did we have Royce? Yeah, yeah we had Royce. Yeah, I totally spot. forgot about that. We had Royce. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about him when you said that. Adam, just thoughts. I mean, have you enjoyed meeting famous people more or less through the way you, you know, the words? Yeah, I saw in my career, I can only recall one like interview I would consider bad. Like, I get butterflies. I think I'm not sure if I told you, I could tell you now because I'll follow it up. But uh, the first time, like, I dreaded an interview or thought it was terrible was with Patton Oswald. Um, that's the one I like remember short- you saying was terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was like shortly after his wife had passed. Oh. Um, and he woke up, he must have been like woke up, like just woke up or something because he was he was running really far behind. Um, and he was promoting his uh stand up tour or whatever, his very first stand up tour after um his wife had passed. And it was uh, how do you interview someone about stand up? And stuff like this. And it was like very short, very quick and all that stuff. And I'm like, I got off of it. I'm like, we, we can't turn anything into stories here. Um, fast forward two and a half, three years or something. We're talking um, minor threats for Dark Horse. Um, the loveliest guy ever. He saw like my Black Hammer comics behind me. We talked for Black Hammer for 10 minutes. We talked for minor threats. We talked all sorts of stuff so um and i've talked to him one time since for modok or so um but that's great yeah um one of my favorite charlie story ever is when we talked for ken and i asked him about his forearms right um because of spider-man right (laughs) because of spider-man yes yes and you're the hero we all needed I did not yeah. ask. Well, I did ask for Rhiannon, but I did not like ask about like just his forearms. There was a reason behind it, but um, obviously he said no. Those aren't my forearms. Blah blah blah. And a lot of times when you're like organizing interviews and stuff, the uh, PR people will include the actor um, and assistant and whatever on the email, so they get the Zoom invite and blah 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 calendar invite and all that. Um, time goes by. Time goes by. Time goes by. And um, I got a thank you note from Charlie, uh, like 10 months, 10, 11 months after the fact. He's like, see, Adam, I didn't lie to you. Those weren't my forearms, blah, blah, blah. I hope you're <laughs> doing good, mate, or whatever. And I'm like, man, that's insane. Where maybe it was as insistent, but knowing uh, what we know about Charlie, it's crazy to think he would not only act and like send an email, but think about it all that time later. So that was my favorite Charlie story. Um, he's, never, he's never sent us a thank you email. Spoilers. <laughs> you have his email? We don't have his email. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. we'll work on something. Oh, well, um, the good first thing time not coming out until the last episode, this would have caused a rift back then. <laughs> <laughs> this was, um, no, and then the first time I interviewed Vincent was for. Maybe it was his directorial debut. The kid, it was like a Western with, he was in it. Chris Pratt was in it. Terrible interview as well. Obviously, he's a pretty intimidating fellow. Um, But that was a terrible interview as well. Um, And I absolutely hated it. And I didn't want to talk to him ever again. And now we're acquaintances, friends. We're best friends. I say best friends, he probably says. He just knows me. Um, and no, those two guys are incredible. When we went to Nashville 
And I felt so weird slash bad because like we turned the corner and he hops up from his table and stops like um, signing stuff for people that paid probably way too much money, get stuff and comes out and hugs us and talks to us for like 15 minutes. And he's like, well, I have to go to lunch. So everyone had to stay there in line and wait for him to get back. But um, yeah, those outside of that interview experience, I've never had really a bad, bad experience. Um, you you get like the the small, I don't want to call them the smaller people, but the the like the Hellstrom cast, the Inhumans cast. I remember writing a story on uh, MCUX about Inhumans and I'm like, just give Inhumans a chance trying to like get whatever clout at the time. And um, like I got into DM on Instagram from Sorenda Swan and she was just gushing and she was like, oh, this is incredible. I can't believe someone would write this. Um, maybe now that I'm thinking back on it, she's like, why the hell would you write this? The series isn't good. Because she, she's on Reacher now, right? Oh, I didn't realize. I was looking the other day. She was in a lot of stuff before Inhumans. It was like yeah. relatively big deal stuff. But yeah, she's. I think she's like the second lead in Reacher, which is killing it with dads in the Expendable crowd and stuff. Um, but no, it's been good. I mean, MCUX and this podcast has led to my career, and I haven't gotten fired yet, so I'm going to ride the wave as long as I can. Yeah and uh yeah i mean it's getting you parental leave so that's pretty cool it's getting me parental leave yeah 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 it is yes the media landscape's changing you know thoughts and if you pray prayers to my colleagues that got laid off this week but other than that yeah everyone's doing that everyone wants to become profitable you know yeah. Well, that's something we never managed to do on this podcast. Yeah, besides us, <laughs> everyone besides Marvel News Desk. Oh. Well, guys, uh, we're going to still talk a little more, I think, to do the uh, our Patreon special. But if you're just a listener who's not on Patreon, thank you. Let me just sort of talk about, I think, what we're going to do. I think we're going to keep the um, the hosting and everything up through at least the end of March. So download the episodes if you want. Um, I also have a recording of every episode save for like the fake pilot, the Rhiannon and us and someone else did about Inhumans way, way, way back. But other than that, everything that's officially a Marvel News Desk podcast, I have. So if you ever, you know, once it stops hosting, if you want an old episode, you can reach out and we'll see if I see it through the channels. Um, I think the plan is that we're going to stop doing regular pods and probably stop the website and the hosting. But we'll keep our YouTube channel because it doesn't cost us anything. And we will keep our Facebook and, you know, and our Twitter. And if we want to get on and talk about, say, Daredevil or something like that, we'll do it. And we'll just not be sort of on the treadmill and making an episode. So I think that does it for that part. Anything else, guys? I mean, for our regular listeners, thank you all. Like, this has been a long journey. So, and thank you, Caleb, because, like, we wouldn't have right. gotten past, like, two episodes. We we wouldn't have done any of this without you. I, I have primarily been the pesterer-in-chief of, like, hey, let's still do yeah. one, you know? So, uh, no, absolutely. It, it has been fun. 
I, I really do think about it. I have talked to you guys more. I mean, you're probably in the top 10 of the people I spent the most time speaking to in the last seven or eight years of my life. Like, cause we just talked a lot on the podcast. And so when was the release date of our first pod? It was, oh has it been like eight years, seven, it, six, seven? It would have been 2017 or late 2016. Uh, it was late. It was December, 2016. So yeah, seven and seven plus years. So, but yeah, I was like in the fun. floor of a hotel room in New Jersey. We, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for being there. And, uh, you know, we'll be around on social media and stuff. So uh, until we're back around, we'll see you later.